0: With every episode, we are attempting to observe and tackle challenges with both humor and wisdom. It's tricky, but we can do it. We have to. We're business owners, we're leaders, and we are successful. God bless you. Here's to another day. Enjoy listening. Welcome back to Coffee Break with Miss Debbie. You're listening to episode 48. And today I'm going to talk to you about grit, G-R-I-T. I made a few notes here, so some of it's going to be reading and some of it's going to be improv, but here we go. My platform, if I had only one for running a dance studio, would indeed be It Takes Grit, G-R-I-T. Growing up, I didn't view myself as a particularly hard-working person or driven like most Midwesterners. But I could do what needed doing. Perhaps we're molded by our immediate surroundings and the time period in which we're born. But to this day, I'm still of the mindset of, if you don't work, you don't eat. For better or for worse, this bleeds over into every facet of my existence. You don't pay your landlord. You don't use this space. You miss rehearsals. You don't perform. In short, you don't contribute, you don't benefit. Okay, boomer, I can hear the next generation talking to me right now. The okay boomer sometimes comes with the snide little eye roll. And that's okay, because I know that I have much to learn from them. And next time I'm gonna be all ears. But today, I'm all mouth. Here we go, people. Do you guys remember Charlie Brown's teacher in the little cartoon? in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and to this day, Charlie Brown's still pretty popular. The only thing that those poor students could glean from their teacher was wah, wah, wah. Now, how many students, myself included, have heard that when a parent, a teacher, or another mentor is instructing them? Wah, 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 wah. wah. Now that I'm of a certain age, I find myself more often in the teacher role than the student. So I feel that it goes the other way. I hear individuals from the next generation talking. And what I hear from them, the people I think would be my students, is wah, 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 wah. because I truly don't get it. They seem to be all about change and flow. They seem to be easily bored in no time at all. Now, I do think that change is a good thing. And I do think that change is progress. But I wonder, is there a lack of resilience, the stick-to-itiveness, the loyalty even when it hurts? Has that gone away? Is it old-fashioned? Now, I listened to a podcast the other day where there was a young gal being interviewed. And the longer I listened, the more agitated I became. I listened to the entire thing because I was frustrated because she'd been given airtime, and I was frustrated because I'd listened to it. I thought, there's 35 minutes of my time I'll never get back, but what about the host of the podcast who gave her the time? And what about the time that she took to talk about not getting anywhere? So listeners, forgive me for my snarkiness, but her story was something like this. The Webster definition of snarky being crotchety, sarcastic, impertinent, irreverent, in tone and manner. This definition also included a picture of a cat with a condescending look on his face. So as I move forward, I confess, I am snarky. The podcast host asked her about her college experience and her present professional career, but for a solid hour, her responses exposed a non-existent college experience and professional career, for which the listeners might be expected to applaud. The college experience was short-lived because college was not working and some people were toxic. The field work was short-lived because she didn't feel inspired. Her time back home with her parents was short-lived because parents require structure and contribution. And as a young adult, She required freedom from restraint. It was just really hard, she says. She was having emotional struggles because, well, it was just really hard. Now a new move to a new location was short-lived because she attempted to follow her whimsy and do art. What about the practical matters of paying rent in an expensive city? while we do art. It's just really hard, as the world is not catering to me. It's not paying my bills. And it's not offering me my every desire for free. So how will I magically become happy? I went to this church for a while, but it wasn't for me. I just feel that it's important that I take care of me and that I feel happy. It feels really stressful when I'm not being pampered, when I'm not in the limelight, and I'm not getting acknowledged for just showing up. But then it's really stressful when I am in the limelight because people are looking at me. They might even be judging me. And that doesn't build my personal self-esteem. So yeah, it was like really hard. Listeners, I know that I'm making fun of that character who was a real person on a real podcast. I know that I'm being snarky, which once again, what's the definition of that? Being crotchety, sarcastic, impertinent, irreverent, in tone and manner, with a picture of a cat with a condescending look on his face. I had this one job where they paid for my first months of training, but the actual work wasn't for me. So I left. But gosh darn it, when you have work You've raised a business from the ground up without a lot of contacts and no internet at that time. You've gone to pick up WIC coupons so that your newborn baby can get enough milk and nourishment because the paycheck that you're bringing in or the paycheck you're not bringing in isn't cutting it in the expensive economy. You've been required to develop a backbone, grow some balls, if I might say, and have some grit. And no, the world is not for me, and not every job is working for me, and not every church is catering to me. But when did we come to this place in our culture when we thought that the entire globe was supposed to stop and pause and gaze at us with admiration because we got up that morning? So forgive me for being salty today, but as a woman trying to serve God in a difficult culture. I just think we need to um, strengthen ourselves and persevere, as the Bible says. And I don't remember any verse where it says, God's promising me a rose garden. And I don't remember reading any verse that said, When you're born into the universe, it will stop and pause and cater to you. No, we've been born into the universe as servants to serve others, to love them, to build them up, putting other people before ourselves. We will get blessed and we will get rewarded in the process, but the self-serving, it's going to lead you down a difficult path. The serving others will resort, resort, enjoy thankfulness and blessing. Is grit the same as thankfulness? I kind of think so. Until next time, this has been Coffee Break with Miss Debbie and the Practice of Grit.